The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Happy days. Hello and welcome again to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're here with your hosts, Tony Payne, Eli Lee Talusa, and John Sestina, all in studio. Great to be here with you guys. How are you, John? I'm doing good. I'm hearing good news coming out of the CDC, so that's great. We love that. We love that. Eli, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. To John's point, I actually went and played some bocce ball with my parents last night, and it was a lot of fun. We are out in public. We're all fully vaccinated. Life's returning to normal, so uh-huh. things are starting to get better. Amen. Rolling the ball around, nothing yeah. like that. I don't know if you, yeah, you're ready for maybe a glass of wine with that and rolling. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, so all right. What do you I mean? Sure. He's a young man. He I... can't be drinking yet. <laughs> we'll come, hey, come back on. to that. Come on. <laughs> well, John, we, last week we did our show. We talked through <clears> that topic of inflation. <throat> then this week we get the big news. So Ow. we were right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm, I might tell you that. Yes, John, you, you were right. I mean, you remember the segment. We were talking about it. Yep. I mean, on one headline, it was Janet Yellen saying one thing. On the other, it was Warren Buffett. Another, we had thought, well, somebody owns a lot of companies, a lot of businesses. They probably have a feeling of what's going on. Yep. And here it is, <clears throat> CPI showing up, increased 4.2% annually. Pretty big number overall. Well, the week's not over yet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I think we're going to see that go a lot higher. When it, yeah, you're right. No, it's something as they report it, we'll see it, but it's happening in real time. You bet. Um, I've been able to track the price of a piece of lumber, that two by four. I mean, we were here a couple of weeks ago uh, with Craig, and I, I'll admit I was not familiar with the exact price. I knew it had gone up a bunch. Uh, our local store had it for seven ninety eight for a two by four. Wow. By ninety six. Wow. And the next day it was seven sixty three. So within overnight something happened to lower that thirty cents a board. So I hope that continues, but I'm gonna keep tracking that as my little anecdotal evidence here. So do I have to stop building my lean to, Tony? <laughs> no, you can keep going, John. It's oh, just okay. gonna cost you a little more. Um so we were right on that. But again, for our listeners out there, they've got to be aware that yes, prices are going up and Our theme tonight is trying to keep up with that. What can we do to drive our income up? Are there things we can do to control our income? John, I know you're a real big advocate on creating your own income, being your own business, not relying on corporate America. Right. Why is that? Well, the last thing is, as people know me, uh, the last thing I ever want is to be under someone else's control. And so the best way to uh, solve that is be working for yourself. Now, you first have to realize if you make that choice that most entrepreneurs, of which we're seeing fewer and fewer, but uh, most entrepreneurs would rather work for less money and work for themselves than work just work for somebody else. Right. So that's a big thing. It's a, that's the, you know, we're getting this relief from masks. <clears throat> so the best relief of all this stuff, the chains, is an employer. 
So, Tony, I know when I was the employer, I was a nice super guy. Everybody wanted to, I never made you tremble in your boots. <laughs> But um, most people are under that uh, under that axe right now, and that's partly why we're going to talk about this because they're scrambling because they were put in let themselves be in that position. Right. No, this is exactly right. So, what can we do to drive our income? Try to control it. I mean, again, not everyone may be fit to be an entrepreneur, a risk taker by nature. Yep. Others, though, may have a great skill set or the ability to learn skill sets that could drastically increase their income. Or maybe even hop a job or hire a headhunter. There's a few things out there, but we want to talk through those tonight because you are the engine that drives your financial plan. Yep. Unless mm -hmm. you've inherited a bunch of money, which not a lot of people have, and even then, you still may need to work. I and thought you were Warren Buffett's nephew or something. I, I was not, John. Oh, no. I, I, was, okay. not, I was not there. <laughs> I, I will tell you that, sir. So, Eli, what do you think? What would be your young and not fresh out of school and so forth? What could you do or besides being a great financial planner <laughs> with uh, managing to be wealthy? Other than that, what could you do? Well, I think the first thing that you can do, learn a new skill. I'll, I'll take it back to my days at the grocery stores. Good. Used to be a bagger, used to be a cart clerk. Well, <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of capped. You know, my skill set's limited. You know, I wanted more hours and better pay, so sometimes I offer to do things in other departments. So learning a new skill set, even on that smaller scale, can definitely help your pay increase, which at the end of the day, you know, may not seem like a big impact to um, go against inflation, but it's one of those small things that, you know, we'll talk about more and more in, in this episode, but attaining skills, you know, to help you. That's such a great uh, example because what you said, moving from – bagger to whatever the next thing was yeah. most people wouldn't think of that as a, a move but it really is and you you're right about that oh yeah so that was a great move even then same thing be true now right it's especially getting right out of school or beginning your career <clears throat> i mean the lower the income the more the jumps react as a percentage so while those jumps may not feel or seem as meaningful or maybe they do the point is it's going to compound over time and Eli, I thought John was leading you down a road there. I think he was asking if you were going to take the CFP test anytime soon. Well, hey, hey, hey. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> all right, all right. Putting you on the spot here. You know, that's how we grow. Oh, good. Uh, you, you need to do that. I retired my CFP, so it's on you, man. We'll catch you. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, John. <laughs> See, Stephen's proud of us here. Well, we'll continue on today, but as we talk about what can you do to drive your income and your skill set, it's very important to think about what are the options available to you. And we're joking about some here, but depending on what is available to you, you may be able to take advantage of overtime, changing the skill set, like we said, maybe moving to a lower cost of living area and keeping the same job. Because if you can't change your income, maybe you could change your expenses. Was that something you ever thought of, John? Golly, I think I've mentioned once or twice that you only have two choices when you're not getting along where you want to get along. And one is increase your income. And number two is reduce your expenses. Those are your two choices. <laughs> Those are f fundamental math, John. Yes, it's, like it we're, it's like gravity here. So <laughs> as we our government doesn't understand it, so why should anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you I mean, no matter who's there. in power, they don't care. <laughs> right. No, you're right, John. Somebody's got to pay for it. And at the end of the day, we're the ones paying for it. It's mm -hmm. us. It's the individuals. I mean, again, when we talked last week about inflation, <clears throat> if you're someone who is an employee, and you're an employee of someone else, you know, what's the good or service that you provide? You know, you're not 
whatever company you work for, you're not getting their bottom line. You're only getting the benefit of your labor. And that's the point of this is, well, that's what I have to offer. That's my good and service. So in an environment where there's record job openings, how can I try to take advantage so I'm getting more from my labor? I mean, that's what drives our plan. Well, indeed, and that's what I, Eli was talking about. If you're Even if you're in a salaried position, showing that you have the uh, excitement to move on, to contribute, and indeed to contribute in so many ways, that will help you get better results. No, exactly right. I mean, John, I know it, uh, Bobby and my, uh, well, Craig's mom as well. A lot of people are nurses that we know in our circle. And when we come and look at the examples here in the nursing profession, I mean, there are dramatic changes in income. So we just picked one profession here, try to go through to see, well, what do those certifications mean from an income perspective? So we're coming up on a break here, but when we come back, we'll reveal that in a little bit more to give examples of what does this increase in education or skills or just demanding of your employer in a review, what can that do to benefit you in the long run? So when we come back, we'll cover that and more. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Greetings. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. With me are John Sestina and Eli Litalusa. How are you guys? We're doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Likewise. As we come back here, we're coming back from the break talking about how can we drive our income up. We were looking at a couple examples in the nursing profession to say how do certifications, how do skill sets, how could that impact us? Again, we see this in many jobs, but this is one I know with Bobby in mind, I picked John for us. Uh, but the idea is what how much can vary here so eli as we went through and we were looking at a pay scale article we saw that national nurses days national nurses day was may 6th so mm -hmm. that was exciting yep and as we get in there we start to see some of the wage growth for 2020. so when we went through that year-over-year -year wage growth were there any professions or i guess subsets of nursing eli that stood out to you yeah, so definitely, like I hinted at earlier, those additional skill sets and certifications um, based on what you got that certification in had an impact on your uh, your pay increase. Um, so, for example, the neonatal nurse practitioner, that had roughly an 8.8% .8 impact on your salary. Now, I'm assuming in a good way, unless they probably wouldn't list it in this order. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they showed the negatives there, yeah. too. Yeah, if it was a negative, they showed it. And then also, you know, following up to that is the clinical nurse specialist with 7.9% um, impact on your, your salary. Um, you know, these certifications can really help you get a step up in your income. But I also want to preface that with just because these have the most impact on your, uh, your pay doesn't necessarily mean it's the most high-paying uh, specialization that you could be for a nurse as well. Yeah, there are a lot of surprises as you try to move up the chain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for example, Bobby was the youngest head nurse in all of Florida when she was practicing. And then uh, she they gave her a promotion to the head nurse or whatever it was, and she looked at her paycheck, and she was actually making less money. Mm -hmm. And the reason was 
taxation because she was bumped into a new tax level. So when you're considering this and you want to make a change, consider the whole impact of what you're doing and don't forget all the costs that are associated. That's a great point, John. I mean, I think about this exact example we're talking about with someone I know. I mean, the responsibilities change. The day-to-day changes. I mean, again, we've got, and again, this is one example that we're picking here. I think we can all think about nursing, but within a variety of professions, you might be willing to step up for more pay to drive your income, but is that going to mean an 80-hour week? Is that going to mean being away a lot more or a lot more stress? Right. And sometimes that's the stuff we have to include in this, aside from can we just drive our income up? Yeah, I remember that uh, Bobby's roommate, Buddy, in Florida decided to join the Navy and or Air Force, one of those, and she became one of those nurses who flew wounded soldiers out of Vietnam. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she did that for a while. And although she was not in the battlefield per se, she was infected with the red, with the orange stuff. Okay, Agent Orange, Agent the orange, disease there. And she died. Wow. So the cost to her of that promotion, because she was getting a lot of extra money for the additional risk, and she didn't know all the risk that was involved. So be aware there's a lot of things to consider, not just the money. When you make a change, how about the pleasure module for you? In other words... Uh, again, Bobby loves little children. She's so good with them, and she loves being with them. And she would not want to be uh, uh, in the emergency room or any of that sort of thing, but she'd love to be with the children. So you may get a offer for more money in the cardio room, but uh, if you like kids, you don't want to be there. Right. No, these are great points, John. Again, I mean, this is a specific here, but these are the things that when you think about you know, we only have the one life. We've got to save what we can save for our retirement. I mean, we're staring it in the face. How can I possibly get more so I can save more? There's a lot to consider. Like you mentioned, taxes, lifestyle, that work-life balance that we even believe in it. I mean, that's important. That's part of having a successful plan. And when we look at even some of the top certifications that were out there, I mean, there's a wide variety here, like you hinted at, Eli, from neonatal nursing which that's cracked in six figures here, median pay of 111000 all the way to oncology nursing certifications where the median pay is about 79000 I mean, there seems to be a wide range here. And again, we want to be active looking for what's best for us and not just get stuck in that mode of, you know, we went to work, we came home, we watched the ball game, we do it all over again, and 20 years later our employer cuts back right. or our employer wasn't keeping up. That's the worst thing that can happen. And it's like you mentioned early on, John, if you're in business for yourself, you have a lot more control. And otherwise, you're stuck relying on that hospital system to do the right thing. Exactly. You also have to, you know, we're, since we're talking about nurses, yeah. uh, the hospital is very, very important. That arena has changed so dramatically in the last several years. And so do you want to be a part of a big hospital with all that, I'll say, chaos or do you want to work at a country hospital where, you know, you're more hands-on and so forth? Even in my lifetime watching nurses, used to be the nurses were the ones who took care of the people. Mm-hmm. But now they're more administrators. They're up at the computer desk and so forth, and there's other people dealing with the patients. Yeah. So and is that what you want? You're right. And I, th- I think some might argue they're having to do both. <laughs> but it, that's your point, though, is that stretch thin and is the job really what you expect? Mm-hmm. 
And when you're there and you've invested a lot in your education and your certifications and you're ready to go, we want to make sure that that's the right career for you. And that's the important part with any of this. Go ahead, John. I was going to say it's, it's good to be young coming into this uh, work mode now because as a young person, A, you have energy and you have no experience, so you should be of the mode that I want to learn everything. And as an employer, when you're looking at the employees, you want to see that. You want to see ambition in the person's position. It's like uh, we were talking about in the last segment, you know, moving along from a checker to a whatever we're talking about. Yeah. That, that The employer notices that and decides, well, here's someone that I think has a great opportunity to contribute not only to himself but to the company. See, you're leading us right into our next segment here, oh, John. Oh, darn. Why would no, I do that? No, no, you practice, <laughs> practice, practice here. So the idea or what we were going to next was, you know, say you are that up-and-comer, you have been climbing. How often should you renegotiate your salary? I mean, hopefully your employer has a system in place where they may notice that or evaluate that. But again, like we're saying, you cannot rely on that. You've got to be your own advocate. So how often should you renegotiate your salary? I think your favorite answer, John, is it depends. Well, Eli, uh, th that would be, you know, once every 10 years. Well, John, John, come on. <laughs> you mean yeah, yeah, don't give 10 me times every, every year. No, no. Ten <laughs> you got it mixed up. <laughs> see? And this is the dynamic at play. Yeah, I like I mean, it. We can see, I mean, you can sense it in the room. It almost gets yeah. a little uncomfortable. And uh -huh. you can imagine with your employer how that might go sometimes. So the ideal time, we think, is during that regular performance review. You know, when you have that dedicated one-on-one -on -one time to sit down, boss has already carved it out, you've carved it out, that's the time, we think, to really make your case. And certainly, if there's something in between, you may want to. But deep down, it's those performance reviews where we really think there's opportunity. John, is there another time you think might be good, or what, what do you think here? Well, I think if as you're working and you demonstrate your ingenuity and competency and what you're doing is showing off your stuff it's kind of like a sports person who goes and plays a game and shows that look at that we didn't know he was such a good shortstop or look at how he handles the ball look how he catches or whatever he's doing out there so you're demonstrating and at that time you're sitting around the table and maybe the manager or somebody's there and you start talking about what you did you're not bragging or whatever, but yeah. you're talking about what you did so that the manager will begin to contribute and grease the skids, so to speak. Makes sense, John. I mean, again, acknowledge the obvious. We're coming up on another break here, but this is the theme today is what can you do to drive your income? And sometimes just sitting and talking with your employer manager one-on-one -on -one and having that heart-to-heart -heart of look at what I've done, look at the value add. And again, not in a braggadocious way, John, but in a way that you can say, here's my value. I've been able to bring something here. So when we come back, we'll continue on this theme and more of what to do when you're looking at yourself and going, I think I'm worth more than this. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTBN. I'm your host in studio tonight, Tony Payne. With me are John Sestina and Eli Lee Toulouse. Great to be here with you guys. Tonight we're talking about income, what we might be able to do to drive it up, hopefully, 
Um, if you have questions, maybe in your plan that are too big for the show or you don't want to email, feel free to give us a call at our office, 614-326-3077. If you'd like a consultation with one of our planners, we'll ask you to fill out a brief questionnaire, set up a time to meet with you, and see if we might be a fit to work together. So as we come back today to talk about the topic of income, John, one of the themes that comes to mind is loyalty. You know, you've worked for that same employer for a while. You've done a little analysis, and maybe they're not paying you the market rate. Maybe they're not hearing you during the reviews. They're not acknowledging that you've done good work. Well, you should quit. All right. That's <laughs> okay. That's what we're getting at, John. I wanted to know what your feelings on this corporate loyalty stuff oh, were in today's goodness. day and age. Well, remember, a corporation is a corporation. It's not a person. And so when you're dealing with that, think of what could happen. I just had an incident uh, recently where this person was really thriving, and all of a sudden the corporation disappeared, just went away because it merged or something with another yeah, company. Corporations can do that. They can do that. And so you have to be positioned to uh, respond to that and make sure your pay package is such that if they close down or someone buys them, that you're not left out in the cold, that you get something. So that obviously means you have to be up the chain a bit. You're not going to get that as an hourly worker. So be be aware of those kind of things. But loyalty is a tough thing, Tony. I mean, I'm 79 now, and I got to tell you, there aren't too many loyal people. Yeah, It's really amazing. I see it. I don't mean to be negative, but it's so amazing to see how people are – I'll say so selfish is the word. Yeah. So yeah. we've been talking about selfish moves, but these are positive selfish things. And unfortunately, uh, I run into a lot of folks who are just me, 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 me. That's all they're thinking about. And so I think we have a, a challenge there, especially with younger people, but older people too, who are uh, getting caught up in their lives and Whenever they begin to realize that they're in a little bit of a desperate strait, they haven't saved enough money, they haven't done it well enough, or whatever the case may be, then they start to get, uh, you know, a bit like the turtle yep. and drag things into their shell. So that kind of happens. So looking for loyalty is tough because the only time you know whether someone is loyal is when times are tough. And, uh, you know, the relationship is risked because of whatever the risk is at that time. And depending on how that person responds, helps you know if they are loyal or not. So I always say, you know, I've been do doing this for 50 plus years, and it took me 50 years to find you guys. <laughs> you and Steven and Craig and, and uh, all, who else? Tyler. 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 Oh, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever since he had that baby, I haven't seen him around. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, but it took me 50 years to find you guys. And the combination was that you had to be bright, as you all are, and you had to be aggressive in success, looking for success, not so much for yourselves, but for the client. And that's been the most impressive thing that people say about us, is that we are so client-oriented. And that's true. That's always been my motto. And you guys picked up on that, and you just are running with it like crazy. So loyalty in our business is loyalty to the client as well. So loyalty goes all over the place, but realize corporation is a corporation is a corporation and it's business. And so they'll make decisions and you may not like those. You just have to be prepared 
if those decisions come down. Man, that, that was meaningful. Hey, thank you. And, and that trust is meaningful. And the loyalty is so big. I mean, we think about corporate America like you let in with. I mean, you are just a number in some ways. You are. I mean, it's not a direct relationship. And when times are tough. And like you said, it's not a one-on-one conversation, perhaps. It's a bigger decision. It's a, hey, this is an entity decision. Mm -hmm. It's not a person. It's an entity. And they may be doing what's best they think for them, and that's not what's best for you. And when we lose that control, well, we can have a couple things. We could have a cash reserve. We can have an idea of what our expenses are. We can have a plan on how to use our skill set to get back up again. Or we could be mired in debt, not have that reserve, really have to rely and be stuck with what are our options, what's available, and just rely on what's out there, which I think is a scary proposition. Yep, sure is. Um, So that loyalty thing, John, that's important. I mean, when we think about that in corporate America, we would say that your loyalty, your fiduciary is to your family. Yeah, your loyalty should first be to your family. So if you're not loyal to that, then how can you be loyal to anything? And things are pretty stringy out there. In my opinion, I know you're going to get upset. <laughs> okay. But, you know, all this living together without being married and just all that kind of nonsense going on, there's no loyalty there. And people say, well, I want to test this out. Of, well, go to your employer and try that. Say, I'm just going to come here and test you out for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And, you know, I don't want to sign up yet, but believe in me. Not so good choices there. <laughs> no, you could, yeah, John. Yeah, that's why we have you here, though. I mean, these are things. That, these are John Sustina's opinions, absolutely, not necessarily our absolutely. Opinions. But as as you share these, John, I think that's they're why you guys have me in handcuffs and uh, are ready to mount, <laughs> bum me up anytime. No, 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 no. Well, and if you are in that position, and you are in corporate America, and you're wondering, are are you getting paid what you're worth? I mean, you've got to do your own market surveys. You've got to look to say, well, what is out there for what I do? You know, maybe you are in that high cost of living area and your employer hasn't caught up. And that's important. I mean, yeah. there are areas where it's not just give a 2 3% pay bump every year where you have to keep up with that local inflation. And that may be different than overall international or national. You've got to keep your eye on that because, again, relying on your employer to do that may be a scary proposition. Yeah, it is. And you, you're grown, you're, you need to be loyal to your family and your financial plan. What's funny is people aren't loyal to their families in this, and money now. Yeah. Talking about their financial plan. You know, they're out there and they're spending money without considering the other person or considering their future or comparing what could be and what, what isn't. I'll never forget this one guy came to me. He was 65 years old. He was a doctor. Okay. He came to me and he said, you know, I heard about you, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, I'm 65, he said, and I want to retire any time now. So will you help me? And I did the, you know, the cursory review of his materials. And Tony, he didn't have 50 cents to put together. Okay. And I had to tell him, I said, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. Because he was not loyal to himself. Along the way, he did the little things. Oh, that feels good. Do I need that now? Well, that's the popular thing. And that's really harmful to yourself, most of all. That's, I mean, this is the real talk again where discipline, you've taught me, it's the most hated word in the English language. And it's that discipline thing we're talking about where pay yourself first, be loyal to that. I mean, we all know it. Bad debt is a terrible thing. But when you look at it and you open the envelope to really get rid of it, 
that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. And again, it may be a long and arduous process, and it's not going to happen overnight. But when you piece that together and you're honest to yourself, like you said, John, you can really build and go from there. So we're coming up on a break here, but as we come back, we'll continue on this theme here of what can you do now? I mean, we've been driving this home all day of, well, you need to get a little more income if you can, if you need to. Well, what are the ways to do that? So upcoming here in the next segment, we'll go through those ways. A couple creative ones, I think. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Greetings. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy. If you've only caught this segment so far and you want to go back and listen to what else we've been talking about, we're available on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast or on the 610 website. So as we're sitting here, guys, we're talking about what we could do to drive our income up. The impact of inflation is real, we know. So as we thought about maybe some creative ways, maybe not so creative ways to increase your income, Eli, were there any that stood out to you today of maybe ways to increase that you thought were most beneficial? Yeah, I'm going to go a different route, Tony. Okay. Um, if you have a vacation property, consider renting it out. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So again, I th- I think that sounds, well, complicated, but at the same time, pretty easy. I mean, if you have a vacation property, you've probably been using it a lot lately with the pandemic, but at the same <laughs> time, you might've also been renting it out. And like you saw, Eli, I mean, you're referencing a real thing here. Those single family vacation rentals, I mean, they're booked solid for the next year, two years. Now, my family, we just got back from top sale. We it planned ahead in February, able to have a nice house on the water there and looking around, it's packed. And then we get on the website to see, you know, could we do this again or when's the next time they're available? Book solid. And then part mm-hmm. of this phenomenon is, well, who manages the property when you leave? You know, you, you've checked out, you've taken the sheets, maybe you did some wash, maybe you broke something. Somebody's got to go there, clean this stuff up, get it ready for the next tenant. And what we're seeing, Eli, as you said, rent out a vacation property, there's not enough property managers sometimes to do that. So if we're going to rent that out, we've really got to consider all the angles here of, well, if I'm going to rent it or maybe buy to rent it, who's going to manage it? John, I see you smiling at me here. (laughs) What what are you thinking? Well, as you know, I may have one of those and have had for many years. And the interesting thing is, even with a top-notch management company, Every time someone leaves our unit, it's it's almost like you got to rebuild it because the people make such a mess in there. And we keep having things uh, stolen, stupid things, like an ashtray or something or a picture off the wall or whatever the case may be that they do those kind of things. So that might happen with a management company. Or as you come down, the first thing Bobby does every time we go down there is she inspects the place to see what she has to call the management company about mm-hmm. that they neglected because they will, you know, because they have turnover staff who are cleaning and uh, fixing and whatever the case. So that's a bit of a challenge. So if you're going to rent it out, the odds are you're going to have to pay attention to it. And I think that's what people are not ready for. You can do that, not ready for it. So I'm going to let Eli rent out all of his dozen 
vacation home. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay. right. That, and and you'll be tell. responsible for managing the property. No, right? not me. Oh, come on, John. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that, too, over the break. I mean, the idea of again, getting out there, painting the place maybe, putting up the security cameras or resetting them if you have those. Again, I know there's really great professionals out there who do this for a living, and they've worked out a lot of this stuff, you know, put in the electronics, have the technology side of it. But at the end of the day, somebody usually has to go there and manage this. So you've got to think to yourself, am I paying someone? Am I doing it myself? Is this somewhere where I can go to and manage it? I mean, if you're in Ohio and it's a property in Florida, you're likely going to have to pay someone. You're not going to go down there when the plumbing breaks and there's a leak going down to the floor below you. You're going to call somebody, have them come and fix it. Or you're going to have your property manager do that. And again, you want to know how do they bill? How do they select that person? You know, are they picking their buddy who does all the work for them and they just charge whatever they want? Are they getting someone there who maybe it's the cheapest and it'll take them six months to get it done? John, I see you smiling again. Maybe oh, experience just, here. I watched a few things. You know, every now and then there's a hurricane. Yeah, every now and then you're right. <laughs> you're right. And uh, that's that takes a lot of effort on the part of uh, people. But what's what is weird about that part? Since you own the property, you have to deal with the insurance. And dealing with the insurance, especially in Florida, there's only one insurance company. So that was quite a challenge. And you never believe that some of the stuff, Tony, as we were talking to the adjusters. We were always just like a dollar or two shy of accomplishing the deductible. I believe that. It just is so interesting. So that was a case. Uh, so I'm not trying to be negative on this because there are some good experiences too. But there are some people in real estate in particular always go in with their eyes closed. It they, seems like it. They have no idea what it means to own real estate. Real estate is probably the most complex thing in the world to own. People keep saying it's passive. It's not passive. You, you have to be active to make sure it, it's still standing. Uh, in Columbus, there was, there's always the drive to buy the student housing mm-hmm. on campus. And uh, while I've worked with some people who had them, they sold them as soon as they could. <laughs> yeah. No, again, it's the idea of a sinking fund. I mean, again, the idea of, well, they're going to pay me this much. The mortgage and interest insurance is that much. The rest is mine. That's not the way it works. We've got to build a sinking fund. We've got to build the contingency fund. Sometimes it's the opposite of personal finance. Leverage might be your friend. So you're working to pay off the debt, and the reverse might be true. If you're really a real estate professional, you might want to use that equity for your next deal Mm -hmm. instead of just paying it off to get rid of a 5 or 6% interest rate right so this is where we think again and you're right john it's not all great here i mean you may see this and your eyes get all big and you know i can buy this and then i'll have the family there some weeks well again think about that if you're renting this out someone wants to use those closets someone wants to use that garage that sink here they don't want your junk there they want to bring their own stuff and the idea is where do you store that aha build that cost in now I've got to buy a storage shed in top sale to be able to put my stuff when I rent this thing out. I mean, these are the kinds of things that until we've done it and repeatedly done it, we don't have that experience or that knowledge. And when we make a big commit with commitment with leverage, like a mortgage, I mean, that can magnify so bad, especially in a hot housing market. Right. I mean, we think about there's great demand now. Mortgage rates are fairly easy. I mean, what about in 10 years if or when things change? I mean, these are the things that when you make long-term investments, you have to be mindful of. Well, and that works out with a family. 
let's say you have four children and you own this vacation home and oh the kids love the place they go down with you every summer and uh, as they get older and they start having their own lives a little more they don't come as much and one is really excited about the place and three are not and so now you pass how do you pass that on to the kids it's pretty difficult it's sometimes. a difficult challenge you I have mean, to we, plan it right yeah we talk about family contracts right. the sharing agreement I mean, it can be done but it gets complex yep you see what you started here, Eli? Yeah. <laughs> Just because you want a vacation home. <laughs> stop, stop trying to spoil me on the air, John. Come on. All right. All right. Ooh, Eli's fighting back today. I like it. I yeah, like it. Yeah. You know that. I like that. And when we think about this, though, and go through it, I mean, if you're someone who's thinking, is that vacation home a way to earn extra income, we'd say maybe. It depends. You've really got to do your numbers. You've got to be familiar and have experience. You've got to have the time to commit because think about this too. If you're doing that math, you know, here's how much I'll pay. Here's how much I'll get. What's your time worth in that equation? Because if we're just breaking even, well, we're having to deal with it. What's our hourly fee for that? Right. And sometimes that's a point we overlook. Well, and the, the management companies very often charge 50% of the revenue. So they take that out then you get the other half, presumably, but then you have to pay your fee, some other fees, and some uh, other expenses you may not know exist. Right. And maybe the last point on this, but again, I can say it. I've had a lot of people ask me about this. But think about the local government. I know that might be scary. But think about <laughs> what that local government can do. Honestly, no, they're doing it. They're filling in rules to say only 1% of our homes could be short-term rentals. Right. And that might be good for you. It might be bad. They're saying, well, we can't do short-term rentals with Airbnb or something like that. I mean, the government may come in and defeat your best laid plan. Yep. And that's an important part to be aware of as well. So as we come up against our, the end of the show here, we want you thinking about what can you do to drive your income? Are there things you can do to control that? Because no one cares about your plan as much as you do. And don't forget to cut the expenses. Great point, John. Well, we'll be back next week with other fun topics in this financial planning stuff. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTBN.